Hey, my name is Melissa Bedeen, and I'm obsessed with personal development, body, mind, and soul health, as well as all things business marketing that can help you to navigate all things mystical and messy in this journey called life. See, I am a coffee-addicted mother of two who married my grade 9 boyfriend, and I started my company at the age of 17 with just a $200 Costco massage table and a goal of becoming a healer in mind. Now let's fast track a decade and a half forward as I've pivoted and grown myself from being a brick-and-mortar business as an international healer and psychic medium that loves to use my gifts to help align others on their path. See, I found myself naturally pivoting towards becoming a coach as I've made it my mission to possibly impact the lives of others. But will we shy away from the real chats here? No way. See, I firmly believe that we're all intuitive, but again, the true gift actually comes from listening to this internal knowingness. But since all of our arenas of life may look at a little bit different, I hope to shed some insights on how this can benefit you both personally and professionally. See, I believe we have a mission. No, more of a calling inside of us, but it's up to us whether we choose to use this to benefit not only us, but others as well. As I teach you the tested and true ways to align yourself today, I am inviting you into this time as a friend, having a coffee, chat with the goal of a girl trying to give you some form of mind mapping to skip through the messy and tapping into your own magical. Now I want you to know that you are welcome to the Mom Gun Media and I'm grateful you're here. Hello, everyone. So I am so excited to have you guys join us. We are here today. I am so grateful to have Zana join us, Susanna. So she is here coming up from being a founder of the Who Method. Susanna is the former communist kid who left the Eastern Bloc with $200 in her pocket to pursue her passion for design. Working across creative industry in London, her last full-time job was for the big corporation where she realized that this was not her path. So she quit to travel two years solo around the world. Exploring the world has a heart-opening experience for her, leading her to calling as an entrepreneurship journey. Now, Susanna has also helped entrepreneurs with small business owners gaining their clarity and reaching alignment for their dream customers. So I want to say a special thank you so much for joining us here today. Melissa, thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really looking forward to this. Honestly, I love, I love your mission. I love that you've traveled the world. Like going solo, that's something I commend you. And I really love that you are really trying to help the dream client find their dream customer. And so can you tell us a little bit more about you? Yeah, sure. So as you, as you mentioned in the intro, you know, I, I come from a communist country. So I, I am literally a communist kid because uh, all my upbringing, actually, uh, you know, I spent behind the Iron Curtain growing up in a very different environment, being conditioned uh, in a very different, you know, different way, uh, you know, under different regime and beliefs. So uh, I really, I really came from a, from a different side and different perspective. And uh, now that I look back, you know, I really actually appreciate certain things that, that actually that taught me. Uh, and, but I also can see uh, a huge, you know, differences in, in a cultures, you know, in a country, even though now, uh, you know, I was born in Czechoslovakia at that time, it was one country holding two different nations, but uh, my country now is Slovakia, so Slovak Republic. But I still see a big differences, you know, between, between people, between mentality, and uh, for example, between, uh, you know, the, the Western side of the Europe, so France, uh, Spain, or, or UK. Right now, I'm actually um, here in London, southern part of the London and uh, yeah it, it really gave me a great perspective 
in, into the people, people's behavior, you know, the, the way everything functions. And traveling is a huge part of me. Uh, I always, you know, as a kid, I was always told I cannot travel. So that always been a huge desire, like a childhood dream uh, for me to actually fulfill. And that's why I really, you know, I had that opportunity to really, really, do I actually stay in this really amazingly paid, you know, job, climbing the ladder, right? And, um, or do I actually go and explore and fulfill something that I really, really desired for many, many years? So, you know, I, I made a, I made a, you know, conscious choice and just followed my heart, really. That's why I've been traveling. I love that. And so the fact that you, again, understood that climbing the ladder is following somebody else's dream and was able to follow your own and really make it unique in yours and, and really understand that your background doesn't define you, but you were able to create this new reality for yourself is something that I hope all of our listeners can take on because you've overcome a lot. And I love that you really just made your mindset all about growth and helping other people through their growth. And so I just mm. really want to congratulate you on that. Yeah, thank you. You know, it's interesting. While I was traveling on my own, I actually met quite a few families traveling with small kids. So, so what they would do, uh, they would just, just decide to, you know, let's say take half year or one year. And really, I'm talking kids uh, from, I don't know, two years old uh, up until, you know, 10 years old. Uh, and I've seen several families like this actually traveling, uh, you know, across countries, let's say Latin America, uh, just as a unit, as a family, for a prolonged time to give a different experience to their kids. And that was like, that was for me like really interesting uh, from, from uh, you know, like thinking because it's very unusual for, for many people would never do that, right? Or never, um, yeah, they would not have that choice. Like they would not make that choice uh, and really pushing themselves into that exposure. I, I, I often, I, I, I love talking to people, you know, when I'm on a road and I'm just super curious and they're curious, they ask, you know, where are you from, where, where are you going, <laughs> what do you recommend? And I always ask, uh, you know, parents of these kids uh, is that, so how are the kids, you know, on the road, like, how is it for them? And they always said that for us as adults, more challenging because we were freaking out, this is a new thing. Uh, what if the security, you know, this and that, just really, obviously, you know, just, just, just being a little bit more uh, aware of uh, possibilities of any kind of a danger. And, and then the parents said that by, but after one month or two months, we really eased up because there is no, uh, you know, it's once you're in a country and once you really know how, you know, people are in there, there is not much of, you know, big of a, big of a difference. And that kind of a scare, you know, being scared mentality really goes away because they, they see the culture and everything is fine. But what they said about the kids was that they just make friends everywhere, anywhere with other kids. It doesn't matter where we are. They just go hop into the group of the other kids, you know, suddenly a new neighborhood. And, and they, just, they just really break those barriers so fast. And for me, it was like fascinating to listen to that, you know, how how beautifully innocent and, and, and really just a free, you know, flowing the kids actually can be and are, you know, and it doesn't matter if they don't speak the language, they figure it out. It, it, for me, it, it was like, wow, <laughs> beautiful, like great lessons to, to really, you know, observe. 
I love that you touched on that because yeah, as adults, we tend to hold a barrier. We, we tend to hold excuses and connection and just what that might look like, but you're right. Like my family for us, material objects are important to some and like we do have, you know, some nice things, but travel and experience and culture is, is a huge thing for us. So we've taken our kids to a couple different countries and I love what you said about that. But like, I did notice our kids, we don't speak Spanish. We're trying, we're terrible at it, but we went to Mexico and our kids just literally ran up to a bunch of other kids and they just started playing in his end, building sandcastles, kicking a ball. Yeah. And I'm just like, perfect. And like, honestly, they would wave and they would say, thank you, like hug. And then that was it. And I was just like, wow. Like, I love, I love that because a lot of times as adults, it takes us a long time to like schmooze and warm up and, and like share ourselves. And we hold that authenticity back out of fear of judgment or, or whatever, or just trying not to be silly. Yeah. But really as soon as you let your guard down and you just open that connection and just be who you are i think that's that's a really great message to share and that's where we can all really see the value in connecting together so thank you yeah it, yeah it really is like i think as adults we we just overthink things instead of just okay let me just do this let, let me just just go and you know approach someone and interact and let, let me just go with it and then i'll think how I felt about it, but we do it the other way around. We, we, we start thinking how, how I'm going to feel. What is, what is it? What if I'm going to be, you know, embarrassed by something or whatever. So we, we allow the feelings first, instead of just, you know, like just, just doing experiment, you know, it's like experimenting and then mm -hmm. looking back at the, you know, the situation or the experience. So it's just, it's just one of the, for me, uh, as soon as I catch myself overthinking, about something that is a little bit like, ooh, I don't know, you know, like scary or whatever, whatever is that feeling. As soon as that, that's happening, I check in with myself. Okay, am I supposed to now really let my feelings drive my, you know, experience or my decision? Or am I just going to go with it? And then I will explore how I felt about it. So this is kind of a hack that I actually, it's a check in with myself, you know, uh, because if I would be overthinking all the time, then I would not ever like allow myself to experience certain things. Uh, and especially when you are, you know, meeting new people, anything that's new, that's that, that you are not familiar with, right? It's a little bit like, mm, because, because you're not, you don't have, you don't, you, you, you don't have any wiring knowing how is that experience, right? So, but for me also new, is very exciting. So I'm, I'm super curious. So I do expose myself to, uh, quite a lot of different experiences uh, because it's enriching and you know it's always teaching me something about the life about myself and about others I love that because that theme of life will always allow you to grow. I know there's like certain quotes out there and Tony Robbins has a pretty aggressive one, but he's like, when you don't grow, you die. And I'm like, Whoa, that's, that's a little, that's a little intense. But when you actually think about it, when you don't grow, you are kind of dying. You're staying stagnant. You're, you're living a cycle of groundhog days. And so for for your motto, I really do agree. And I admire that. And I love that within people because that, that curiosity just continues to build. So listeners out there, I hope you take this moment to just, get a little bit more curious take some things out in your day go and test new things go and meet new people and ask the questions get curious like Susanna is telling us here because there's so much beauty in getting to do this and getting to just meet amazing women and individuals I, I like to favor women I do apologize for any male listeners out there but I just want you to know that there's a lot of sisterhood out here where we can help support and just to get more confidence in showing up and being curious instead of worrying about showing up and showing up a vulnerability and shame associated to that as Brene Brown would say. So 
I have a question for you, but mm -hmm. what drew you to becoming an entrepreneur? Because I would love for any of our listeners who might be on that same train to get that kind of speaking voice in their head to peek up here as well. So it was a natural progression of, of me traveling and then uh, basically deciding what I want to do next uh, because I was on a road like for two years and I, I had a look and I, I, I started to think like, what do I really want to do right now? Do I still want to travel? I could have easily, easily stay on the road and become a, you know, travel nomad. That, that actually, once, you, once you're traveling, you realize the opportunities are there. And, uh, you know, living in different uh, type of countries uh, is not that expensive. Uh, so as, as some people would think, uh, even, you know, like I'm not talking about like a cheap, cheap, dirt cheap, but like just comfortable, you know, there are so many opportunities opportunities. And I was, I was really thinking like, what is, what is that next thing? Like, like, where am I actually, where is my journey heading? Right. And one thing I had hundred percent sure that I do not want to go back to the, uh, the, the same lifestyle that I had before or seek any kind of security in a, you know, looking for a, like a, you know, full-time, you know, firm job, none of that, because, uh, because I knew that I want to create and be independent and I do not want to uh, be depending on anyone telling me how I should be living my life. Right. Or locking me down into some really special, you know, really cool package, right. Uh, that, that some companies really, uh, really offer. So I, I was like, I, I'm just, I'm done with that. You know, like, I do not belong to that world. Uh, so I decided I want to carry on being a free spirit, independent. And I also had this very strong urge that I wanted to help more people. Uh, and I, while I was traveling, by the way, while I was traveling, I set myself a rule that I'm going to be on the road minimum two years. And while I'm on the road, I'm going to help to whoever, whatever comes up, I'm going to help, I'm going to volunteer. And I did that on several places and I don't want to get paid for it. So if I basically give my time, dedication and, and expertise in certain areas on the road while I was traveling, that was my decision to kind of give back, you know, like I didn't, I didn't need the money or none of that. I just wanted to do it uh, when it came out. Uh, I didn't plan anything. I didn't have any of that, but things just pop up, right? Like in the life, things are just, pop, just, they will just pop up all the time. So I had those opportunities. And when I came back, I, I really, uh, you know, thought like, okay, I'm, you know, my background is design and creativity. And, you know, I've been uh, working primarily in, a, in the creative industry here in London for many years. When I came back, I really wanted to uh, just, just carry on and being more independent and being like, I'm an independent consultant, uh, you know, in here and just really wanted to learn more and started to looking into what it actually really takes to build business, like a small business, you know, what does it mean to be an entrepreneur? Uh, and I seen so many, now I see so many correlations and so many similarities and connections between me being a creative because essentially designers are problem solvers entrepreneurs are problem solvers right it's so closely aligned so i realized like i you know i left my country when i was 18 on my own and i came to england on my own without having anyone in here no connections nothing and i realized that partially me moving and being a migrant uh it, it actually, it's, it, it's almost like that lifestyle of being an entrepreneur because you have to figure stuff out all the time, 
all the time. And this, this is exactly like, it's so closely aligned to, to running a business. What is your experience on that? Honestly, I love what you're saying here because a lot of times it is like things pop up all the time and you do have to get creative. Mm. And even for like our interview here, we had some audio issues and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going <laughs> to bootstrap it over to my phone. Like you just, you make it work in like the most unique way. So you don't always have the resources, but you just got to get resourceful. And so I have to laugh at that because like the the gall that it takes an entrepreneur is somebody who is ready to actually take the risk on themselves. And so, yeah, you being somebody who's a world traveler is actually very closely aligned with being somebody who would be an entrepreneur. And so for those of you out there who just love having some form of freedom and control in, in what you want to create, that is a really great analogy of kind of putting the two together and really letting that be one. And so I agree with all of that. My big thing too, is I love that you're giving back wherever you're traveling, like you're building this reciprocity with the universe and just creating these energy exchanges of doing kindness and these acts out there that are going to ripple through. So I think that that's a really beautiful kindness that you shared as well. So thank you. Hmm. You know, you said a key word, this is so important. Anyone listening, uh, resourcefulness. That's just massive. You know, if you, it's, it's, I don't know if it's like a skill. I don't know what is the right label for it, but being resourceful and really, you know, harnessing of being able to, you know, be resourceful is, is so powerful because even if you don't know sometimes how you're going to solve something or, you know, you, you feel like you, you really stuck somewhere, right? With something. And it doesn't need to be business. It can be in your personal life and in many different, you know, areas. You will come to the solution you know sometimes it just unfolds on its own without you having to force anything ideally you, you know you shouldn't be trying to force anything uh but it's 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 really that resourcefulness that uh you know okay i'm gonna figure it out i'm, I'm gonna what where else can i look who who else didn't i ask uh, you know oh maybe i should speak to so and so just to see you know what they think about things and just you know, certain things and people can really expand your thinking about the problem you are looking at because if you are in very, very close proximity to the problem, you might not see it from outside. I love that. You know, You're right. it, it, I, I make the, you know, like sometimes like I, I fall into the trap and, and then I go like, okay, I am like, you know, I'm a hamster in a wheel right now. Stop it. <laughs> let me, let me ask you know, a few other people about, you know, and, and I might not, not even ask directly about this problem. I might just describe it. And then immediately people can go like, yeah, you know, I had this before and this is what I have done. And, and, and then you go, oh, I, I never thought about it. And there you go. You know, you might have a solution to things. So yeah, resourcefulness is massive. Resourcefulness is massive. I love that you said that too. And I have to say, like in the current times with everything that's available to us, it's not as tricky as it would have been X amount of years ago. Like you don't have to go to a library and really search what you can, but now we have Google. Now we have like all of these different things all over the internet. You've got YouTube, you've got all these different conglomerates that you can like look at to really see how things are modeled. You can go and join masterminds or coaches. You can, you know, purchase programs that are specific to the exact niche of where you want the guidance. So it, it all is expands into like how resourceful are you going to get and how much energy are you willing to put in to get that out and so I have to agree with you that's something that you know it's not always 
learned or taught. It's just, you know, you build that kind of confidence and that skill as well. So I would love to know yeah. a thing on what you think about, you know, understanding the importance of knowing your target audience and keeping entrepreneurs from getting stuck. What would you really recommend in, in saying here for the listeners that are out there looking at building their business or scaling? Yeah, so this is, you know, this is one thing that I've been observing for a couple of years now where uh, many entrepreneurs actually almost like a jump over or bypass a very important factor when they are actually trying to, uh, let's say, bring a new, a new product or service, you know, to a market where they, they have a very good idea, you know, what their product is going to be and they start developing the product without actually having clarity who are the people that that entrepreneur really wants to target or, you know, who is, when you think about a dream customer is, is, is crucial to, to have clarity who that person is, because uh, if you just, you know, you know, the cliche saying you cannot sell, you know, this thing to everyone, right? There is, there is no way that you can sell, you know, like everyone will want this thing. So if, if uh, entrepreneurs don't have clarity who their dream customers are, they, they are just really blindly, you know, shooting a different type of a targeting, uh, thinking that we will figure it out along the, along, along the journey. And sometimes they do, but the problem is they spend a lot of money on advertising, which is not converting, or, you know, let's say funnel is not converting. Like there are many, there are many touch points that, that uh, might be, you know, in, in, in that, launch that uh, will not be working and usually what tends to happen is because they haven't they, they don't have a clarity really you know who are the people that that are really interested uh, in this product and then your messaging is completely off you're not using the the, the language the expression you know of people that are actually uh, supposedly really interested in your product so you know not not having clarity about your dream customer is is something that uh, has been quite ignored within the entrepreneurial you know, world, where I can say uh, from my experience, I've been doing um, this work for bigger brands and bigger companies that actually hire experts and compile, like they put teams of specialists to actually just work on this side of the business. So they invest millions in this constantly, constantly updating, you know, uh, information about the customers, doing the research, uh, talking to the customers, you know, just gathering the intel, you know, and these companies are successful. And no matter what's happening in the market, you know, they, they, they are able to pivot really fast. They're able to really hone down on the needs of the customers because guess what? Your customers are human beings and their life has a progression there. You know, there's a journey. So what they wanted a year ago that might not be relevant what they need or what they want, you know, today. And if you're not up to the date with that, you will lose track. You will use basically a lot of assumptions that you think is right for them without listening to them properly. I think that's so true with understanding like market research and your client avatars and just building that mm. deeper understanding of like even speaking to them. Because I know when I first started, I was like, this is for everyone. And then I realized, yeah, I was speaking to no one. And so I yeah, had to make go. sure that I cleared into who I wanted to serve and what that looked like and how I could actually build them from where they were to where they wanted to go. And so having that clarity is huge. Now, how do you learn like new knowledge and, and growth with this just to kind of continue to scale it, I guess, would be my next question. 
So how, what do you mean? How do you how do you learn new knowledge like about your your customers or about your potential yeah. customers? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's I would say like now it's obviously so much easier in a sense to do because of the online exposure and social media. So you should have uh, you should have a regular catch up, you know, within your business. Uh, let's say let's say okay, let's put a scenario that you're already having uh, a service. Uh, so, so, you know, you, you, it's slowly picking up or maybe it's just, you know, stagnating, it's not moving, but it's there. You have a certain base of the customers. Okay. So, uh, you should definitely check in with them on a regular basis, unless uh, like you might be running as an entrepreneur, uh, you know, your, your coaching group, for example. So you do have a proximity to, to your customers. If you don't, it depends what business, business types you have, right. But you should always sit down at least once a month. Uh, you should you should carve one day, you know, and start actually checking in with your customers. You know, give them a call, uh, reach out, whatever that is. Shoot them a video. You know, there are so many different ways you can actually approach them and ask them, ask them a certain open loop questions uh, about you know about maybe new idea you have or whatever they are up to. So stay in touch. Always constantly try to be in touch. Now, for any entrepreneur who is, for example, starting a new area in their business and they don't have a customers, right? Because I hear this often, this is one of the objections, yeah, but I don't have a customers yet. There's no problem because what you should do, you should obviously do research. This is a market research. You should research your competition and you should speak to the customers of your competition. You just need to do, you know, you need to, you do want to speak to them uh, Ideally, you know, one-on-one, uh, -on -one, you can do it all, you know, over the internet, uh, whatever that is, or just in a chat, you can do that. Ideally, that's, that's the, that's the, that is uh, usually the most insightful way to, you know, elicit information. But also you can, you know, you could uh, run a surveys, uh, you could uh, do social listening. So you, you could actually, you know, use certain tools online and really you know uh, track down the keywords you after and just go into the facebook groups of your competition and just see what people are talking right and, and start getting an idea you know what, what are their problems like what where is the need you know and and then also see um is there any potential so try to try to match your assumptions so if you look at it from a scientific point of view you should have your thesis about what i think that my potential customers want, and then you should validate that thesis with the, you know, with the, with the potential customers, with, uh, with people. So yeah, always keep, keep track and keep up to date. And you should actually have it, uh, you know, uh, in a document, you should track it. You should have a, a clear system, easy system. So it's not overwhelming to actually, you know, to actually have that. And then obviously out of that create a, a customer avatars or customer profiles, and just keep them up to date. Really do that because you're going to be so closely aligned if you, if you do that, because you're going to know exactly what they, you know, you, it's like talking to a friend and uh, sitting next to the friend and having a friendly chat. That is your customer avatar. That should be your customer avatar. I love that. And I have to agree. Like my OCD, I started using Trello boards. And then when you can identify mm -hmm. how you're going to do it for like, what is their main struggle? Where is their focus? Where do they live? What language do they speak? What is their average income? So you can kind of space out like, what would you price it for? What is their goal? What is, you know, like all these different things that you can write out, like what keeps them up at night and break it down into those kind of segments. So that's perfect. Yeah. Now, 
I would love to know, you know, why you advocate for travel. Because like, I know why I advocate for travel. This girl loves a beach and a good break. And I love getting to meet new people. But why do you love travel? Because it really pushes you out of your comfort zone in a very healthy way. And it allows you to see the world uh, from a very different perspective. Uh, you cannot compare what you see in TV or in the movies to what you actually experience. Uh, and also, uh, it really gives you this, this beautiful entry into people's world and the way they are actually living and puts you into a perspective how amazing you might actually have your life, you know, how amazing your life is actually in your country, for example, in your circumstances. Because I guarantee you there will always be plenty of other people who will have much less than you do and have much, you know, less opportunities than you do, yet they might be so welcoming and, and, and just so happy with what they have. So there is, it's, it's always, you know, uh, so beautiful for me to just, just see how people can live uh, with very little, but very happily and in their own world, obviously. But also, uh, it, it, it is just such a beautiful exposure to, to, to the reality of the world, not what you see on a screen. It's, it's, it's far from what, what would you think, you know? Once you experience it, you will see it very differently. I have to agree with you. Like, I, I am somebody who loves getting to just see people in their hometown and in their comfort mm. zone and just how they connect and share and, like, the cultures. Because I know families sometimes love generations that just all live together and they love that. And, like, we've actually gone into the jungle and, like, the Mayan in Mexico and seen, like, Chichen Itza and Tulum and stuff. Oh, and there's a family of, like, four that will sleep on a hammock and they'll love it. Like, they're the closest family knit, you know, gathering, just hanging out, having a great time, kicking a soccer ball, living their best life, where my kids are complaining about being bored when they have all these things here and I'm like yeah no we got to work on this like we, <laughs> we need to bring in some more appreciation and gratitude because this is this is crazy and so mm. I love what you're saying because it does it brings in that awareness and that awakening within others to just have that appreciation for not only what we have but the opportunities that were available to us now what can entrepreneurs start today to start getting more intimately aligned with their dream customers like what would you recommend for them so what I would recommend, first of all, is to start with themselves. Everything starts with you as an entrepreneur, as who you are, as uh, you know, your, your personality, the, your identity. So you should have a clarity in who you are, what you stand for. Uh, you really should know your values, your core principles, and really know yourself. I know it sounds cliche, but it really starts, you know, from deep, deep within you. So have a clarity in there. That would be the first, like, this is actually the first thing that uh, I would uh, take my client on. I would take them on this journey because uh, we need to understand uh, where are you coming from, right? What really matters to you? Because if you don't know what matters to you, you're not going to know what, ty what type of a customer you actually want. If you are only, uh, you know, after making money, then you might make a lot of money, but you could be super, super unhappy. And you could drive yourself into a depression and into lack of interest and burnout. Like, uh, you know, there is a lot of burnout because of this. Where if you know yourself and if you know 
who your dream customer is. And ideally you would want someone that you would love to hang around with. You would love to have a great time with. you would love to enjoy their company. You, you know, you would like for your really good friends, you, you are there when they need you, right? This is the relationship you, you should be striving, uh, you know, towards to have with your dream customer. Because that makes so, you know, life so much more easier because work is not work. It just becomes type of a journey and type of a lifestyle you are actually living. And, you know, you can feel that impact and you will feel that gratitude from that, you know, dream customer. You will feel it because at the end of the day, you yourself as an entrepreneur, you are the business. And your dream customer uh, at the end of the day is a person. It's a human being, right? So it's still just a relationship between, uh, you know, two, two, two people when you think about it, you know, from this perspective. So really understanding yourself will then give you a very good chance to actually hone down who you want to work with. And it's gonna, it's gonna like, once you know that, once you have that clarity, you're gonna get a really much better clarity on who are the people you actually really want to serve. What are they, their qualities, right? What are non-negotiable parts, uh, you know, in, in, um, towards your business? So all of that, you will have so much, so much easier, you know, it's gonna be so much easier for you to know. I want this, 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 this. I really don't want to attract this, this, this into my business. And if you stick to that, if you stick to those rules, it's, a, it's like a you know mini checklist. But if you stick to it, you're gonna really be able to focus on people that really matter, and that people that actually care about you also, and really just stay away from people that that do not serve you, drain you, and are not grateful, uh, they're just people that uh, are draining your energy. So uh, th this, this would be like an initial, you know, initial part that I would highly recommend anyone to do. And anyone can do that for themselves. Uh, you just need to be honest with yourself. I have to agree. Like the biggest thing that I found too was, again, you can't help everyone as much as we might like to, as much as our goals are. Like I started as a healer and I just thought I'm going to heal the world. And then I realized I am not everybody's cup of tea. So to market to everybody and pretend like I am everybody's cup of tea, I'm doing a disservice to those that I really do align with. And you will burn out just as you said. So I, I agree with that. Now, some people will get stuck in their head. And I know we've talked about this before and how like children relate to just getting to meet other children and just instantly becoming friends, even with language barriers. But what would you say to self-doubt and confusion by having too many options or noise for like where an entrepreneur should start, like being where to pick and not look back? So it's a great question. Could you rephrase it? So yeah. I just don't, don't, don't no go like shh, nebulous because <laughs> <laughs> I can talk about this like for, you know, another half an hour. <laughs> yeah, you can. No worries. Yeah, tell me. So um, basically, I know like as an entrepreneur, we tend to get stuck in all the noise. Like there's all these things, whether you need a sales page, landing page, website, funnel hub, like all these different things. Where would you kind of share for an entrepreneur maybe starting out on where you would recommend for them to start out without getting overwhelmed with all the noise out there? So I would, obviously, uh, th there are certain things you need to get done in, in a business, right? So you need to understand what is that schedule, right? What is that list to do to, you know, to, to really get done? But what I would say is uh, you, should, you should study on time. So you should track your own time. That, that definitely, uh, because it's really enlightening, you know, how much time you are able to waste. Uh, on on tasks or things uh, that you shouldn't be, 
And uh, yeah, I would, I would really do a time study for maybe one or two weeks, uh, like really meticulously and write it, don't do it digital, write it on a paper. So it's straight in your face. Uh, that's actually, there is cognitively, it's, it's different when you write things down on a paper with your hand. Uh, so I would do that. So you actually see where you are leaking, right? In your productivity or in, in your time. And then I would also, uh, you know, score that and just really try to identify uh, what are the tasks that you really love doing? And what are the tasks that are expanding you? What are the tasks that, and tasks that, that you know that this is, this is, I love doing this. Like I'm really, uh, and it's not just, I, you, I love doing this and then I do it for another three days because that, that's not going to help your business either, right? You, you shouldn't be getting lost in those things but things that are basically not draining your energy and, and you know that you can really, you know, do, do well. And then you should, you should uh, really know all the tasks that do not belong to you and try to get some help with it. And nowadays you can really, you know, you can really find uh, a few people that, that can help you with certain things. And if you don't have, um, if you're trying to do everything yourself at the beginning, I get it. Like I've been there. Look, I really get it. Uh, one thing uh, for sure that you're going to go very slowly. So uh, if you know that you're really not good at something, try to find a peer entrepreneur and exchange. So, uh, you know, I think uh, what you can help them with and, you know, they, they, let's say they're really good at uh, running uh, ads on YouTube. I know, example. Uh, so try to see if you can exchange, you know, uh, basically my time for you, uh, your, you know, your expertise for mine expertise and really, you know, just exchange and help each other because that, that will, that will then, you know, free you from being, you know, dragged down and drained. Uh, so what's your experience on this one? How are you actually, you know, dealing, dealing with this? I did the same thing where when I first started, I did everything myself and I actually do have OCD. So I was meticulous about it and overthought it and took way too much time. And so like you had recommended, when you start to actually understand time chunking and actually writing it down and holding yourself accountable for it, life changes. And so I started to time chunk things in categories. So like I am a mom first, that is my first priority always. So my kids come first. So then I will make sure, okay, their needs are always met. And then I would go into like, okay, what can I do for like organization on the rest of my day? And then I map that out. And then I would have, you know, the interviews and everything. Like I actually have things where it's boom, 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 organized for podcasting in one day. And then I go into the editing aspect on another part. And then I go into the graphics, but now I'm getting smarter and I'm learning to automate, delegate and eliminate. So I will automate the things that I can automate. So my schedule is all automated. My sales page, landing pages, they're all evergreen on that aspect. And my launches are getting smarter or two. And then the delegating, I actually outsource a lot of stuff now. So like I have a VA, I have some other people that do like graphics, photography. I have, you know, I have some people that help with copy. I have some people that help with like my background and um, it, it makes life so much easier because I know I'm not the expert in everything as much as yeah. I like to think I am. I'm really not. So that helps. And then eliminating. I found out how much time I was spending on social media as a consumer instead of being a creator. And so oh, I started one. to call myself out on that one. And I give myself only like, a, and a lot of time because like we still need to, you know, engage and have relationships. And for me, it is actually like my only adult time where I have adult conversations some days is on yeah. social media. So I cherish it, but I, I know not to dive in so deep that I go into that rabbit hole, but yeah. um, I found an app. I'm actually, what is it called? 
it calls me out. Um, I'm trying to click on it. Anywho, what it does is it literally, okay, it's called haze over. So what it does is it makes it so when I'm on my laptop, only the screen that I have is the only one I can see so I don't get distracted because if you've ever watched the movie Up by Disney, it's like that dog that's just like squirrel and just gets redirected and gets like off focus. And so that was me when like a pop-up would happen and things like that. And so it's just understanding who you are and what works for you. So like if you can focus better than I can, maybe you don't need the haze over app. Maybe you don't need to time chunk as much as I do. But like for my efficiency, I find that that's a big that's a big key player in, in having that success at the end yeah you know sense? this is absolutely you know thank you for sharing you know I'm always curious how how uh, you know other people are you know dealing with this really addressing it also right mm -hmm. uh, so dealing is like reacting <laughs> addressing is actually being proactive right and there is a difference in there uh, so it's really good to know um, you know one thing about social media uh, and I don't know if people realize that some, maybe some do, is that social media, the way the platforms are designed with notifications and, you know, even though you can set them up or whatever, okay, it's all very, you know, masterfully crafted for you to come back for more. And uh, why do I know this? Because my background is user experience designer and researcher, and I know exactly how these things are designed, and I know exactly how this is actually planted into the platforms uh, sometimes in a purposeful way for you to actually come back and another thing when it comes to you know um, psychology is that each time you have a notification or each time there is something you know that you need to act on and you're curious and and and, and you know you you get that little tiny drop of the dopamine hit into into your brain and the dopamine is actually you know released into your body this is all how you know this is this is brain science um and this is very important you know uh to actually understand and especially if you're an entrepreneur if you understand how trapped you can be by by dopamine you know releases and they super addictive obviously dopamine is good for your you know uh you know essentially it's good for your uh body however if it's on a regular basis and those, that dopamine hit is actually produced by a very trivial task, what will happen is that your brain will naturally actually choose to go towards those trivial tasks because it's a, it's a very easy dopamine release and the brain will get addicted. Dopamine is addicted. And this is what partially social media actually does to our brains because you will actually get slow releases you know often releases very easy i click and I, I get the dopamine you know release and but it feels great you right? oh i got a message from my friend oh i didn't click oh great how you know and you're joyful right so more you understand i i highly recommend you can get a lot of good information online about this so i would uh, recommend uh, everyone who's got a you know business uh, who's entrepreneur please study a little bit more about brain science because it will give you an opportunity to understand, unhook yourself, very important. And then also, uh, you know, think how, how you can leverage this information in your business, but uh, not in a malicious way, please <laughs> don't. It's very easy uh, for, and, and I've seen some, you know, I've seen some uh, examples and I, I wasn't very, you know, impressed, but uh, you know, if you know the information and you, you wanna use it in a malicious way, that's your choice. Uh, all I'm gonna say karma is for free, uh, uh, but if you use it in a way that is actually really helpful for your audience, you know, for your people, for your customers, 
to help them to you know to 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 get to that next step uh, you want to you know get them then it, understanding brain science you know neuroscience and how we actually wired is so 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 good really very very helpful I'm so glad you said that. And yeah, we can often be like a hard critic on ourselves or just, you know, hold back and being vulnerable, afraid of what the trolls might say. But I always do live by the standard of hurt people, hurt people. And so I'm not going to give them power of what I'm posting by caring what they think. And so I encourage a thicker skin for any entrepreneur out there because, you know, I I do joke, but like, as soon as you get trolls, it's almost like, you know, you've made it. Like, I I think that's kind of like the sense (laughs) of if somebody cares enough to spend that much time out of my day to have an opinion about something that I've posted out socially for the universe, I just thank them because in my mind, I'm like, you obviously care about what I'm doing. And so I'm flattered that you're taking time out of your day to spend, whether it's breath or keyboard types, and to just let me know that you disagree with the comment that I made. And so it takes that energy of scarcity or fear to it from, from being something that could negatively approach you as well. Yeah. You know, like uh, you will always find people that will not like you. And guess what? That's absolutely fine. It's, it's like some people love spicy food and some people hate spicy food, you know? So you, you will always come across someone who is a hater or just having a really bad time. So, you know, you never know what's happening on the other side of that, you know, what's happening in, in, in that person's life. But yeah, the haters, yeah, they, you know, it's a, it, it's a saying, like, once you have a hater, you made it. It's <laughs> <laughs> just all a I way won't. to change it. It's really right? funny, right? Yeah, like it. It, it is. It is. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Okay, so one thing I love to do, too, is just express that entrepreneurship is as messy as life. It's the same as motherhood. There's always going to be something where we look at ourselves and go, yep, could have done that better. And so I would love to know what you would personally, you know, look back on and just go, maybe that was a fail, or maybe I could have improved upon this just to bring some realism for anybody who's out there who's starting or, you know, maybe hard on themselves and just to kind of help kick off the dust and get back out there. Oh, what I would improve from what I've done so far in entrepreneurial uh, world is I would ask for help earlier. So, so I, I really deep dive, you know, gathering a lot of information and, and, and trying to figure out like what it actually means, you know? Uh, and so, so obviously I went uh, across a large scale of information like many people do. Right. Uh, instead of actually looking around me and actually reaching out to people uh, much faster in a certain uh, you know areas of expertise and actually asking them could you point me in the right direction what actually matters who is actually legit in this side right of the expertise mm-hmm. so really just you know like uh, reaching out uh, to people that that uh, have that have that expertise uh, been there before you either and and then just narrowing down on your focus and on your information and just yeah that's something i would uh if i could you know roll back and just just do that i think i would i would get myself a much faster much faster you know a way to really narrow down you know the the area where i am right now so really you know bring the focus there so that's what i would do I think that's perfect though, because a lot of times we do 
worry about, you know, admitting that we need help. And, and that is something oh, yeah. that we all need help. Every time I look at like, what's ahead of me, I like to go through and, and go like, who would be best at this to help me? And who could I learn from and improve upon with? And so I think that's huge because no successful entrepreneur did it themselves. Like no successful entrepreneur did everything themselves. There's somebody behind the scenes, whether it's their partner, whether it's their support team, whether it's their staff, it doesn't matter. But there's usually somebody giving some guidance along the way to just help along. So that's a huge one. Now, yeah. I would love for the audience and the listeners to know a little bit about the special gift that you've created for them because so many people will jump on a podcast and they forget that there's been some crafted goodies in this for them from you. So I would love for you to discuss that a little bit more. Yeah, sure. So, so I prepared something very special, you know, and this is, this is only uh, for podcast listeners. So you can't find it uh, on my website. Uh, you know, don't try. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um, this is, this is basically a part of the material uh, from uh, uh, the who method that uh, I teach my clients and I help uh, people with, and it is uh, primarily focusing on uh, the customer research and really, literally, it is a very, uh, you know, high quality snippet of, uh, of that uh, experience. And it will give people actionable steps. And with the links, uh, really, you can, you can take it and you can really run your customer research fast. That is, you know, that, that's what I'm after. So basically, uh, you will be able to get your hands on the process and, uh, you know, you're going to know my resources, where I go and what I look at, uh, you know, and what I would do uh, when I would be doing a customer research for myself or for my clients. So uh, this, is, this is just a very proven, you know, step-by-step -step, uh, methodology of what, what actually works right now. Now, if uh, one of those platforms or one of the links go down, uh, it's completely out of my control, but at the moment, this is what works. And this is where, where you can find, uh, you can really listen into what people are talking. That's what it's about. So, That's an yeah, amazing freebie. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, you're, you're so welcome. It will be on the show notes for all of you guys who are already like, okay, well, give me the, give me the link. Tell me where to find it. She said, guys, you can't find it on her website. But for those of you who would like to look up your website, where can they find you on social media and your website? What does that look like and how can they find you? Sure. So please feel free to reach out. Uh, I love talking to people. Uh, so you can find me uh, on my website, which is zuzanadobro.com or on the usual social media, most probably on a Facebook, just, yeah, just, you know, send me a friend's request uh, and yeah, we'll take it from there. I love it. And so her information will be in the show notes, guys. And I wanted you to all know that the amount of information that we've discussed here is actually quite a bit of stuff that you can look at in even starting scaling and building your own business. So I hope that you guys are taking some notes and that you're getting the value out of here because I know a lot of that has taken me a period of time in my entrepreneurial journey in order to find that myself. So thank you so much for sharing these golden nuggets. Thank you so much, Melissa, for having me. Uh, yeah. It's been it's been uh, it's been a really uh, refreshing podcast uh, for me to do. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. 
The pleasure is truly mine. I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much, Susanna. I really love the energy that you bring as an entrepreneur and just somebody who's just trying to spread more joy, opportunity, and healing and just helping others throughout your path. And so that's something that I also live by. So my spirit loves your spirit. And I just wanted to give a special shout out for that. So thank you so much. Thank you. Hello. Okay. So we vibe with our tribe and I wanted to let you know that I'm over here doing a special shoulder shimmy celebrating you as an action taker. So I hope you know that I am doing a coffee cheers in your honor for joining us here today. And since we are now gal pals, I would love a small favor from you and would love to have you leave us a review. I don't ask for them to be staged. You can be completely honest and I would love to get to hear what you enjoyed, what your favorite takeaway was, and maybe just what you would like to know further more on. Because if I don't know it, I'm very honest and I will do my best to bring you some support in there. Thank you again and have a great day.